Just check the clock and you already know what time it is. Tune in to Talk To Me Tyler T. It's real, uncensored, uncut. Let's get it. Yeah. Somebody gonna die today. Hey. Somebody gonna die today. Yeah. Somebody gonna die today. <sighs> Somebody gonna die today. Somebody gonna die today. I'm fresh as a peppermint. A green and white peppermint. The road rush from Car Clint. I pull up and pop shit. This gang, I know op shit. Gang shit, I know op shit. We wear that to the black shit. Green diamonds, my Rolex is all pissed. This card is black, you can charge it. I told her to cost up my side shit. Why say I go brazen like Marsh Pits? We straight from the bottom to the top, man. I told her to pass a young nigga the exit. She told me to go to the block. Then I told her to pop her a pussy nigga if he playing off with his top. I bought her the arm for tea, right down there, and now she gon' go bought a block. She bought me the nine of the coupe when I skied off on cops, man. I never could stop it. I told her I heard that her daddy the plug. Don't try to introduce me to mama. Yeah. I told her to bring me my treasure chip, bro, cause I beat that shit up like no other. I told her I'm coming, but I'ma be late. Yeah. Somebody gon' die today. Yeah. Somebody gon' die today. Yeah. Somebody gon' die today. Somebody gon' die today. Somebody gon' die today. I'm fresh as a peppermint. A green and white peppermint. This gang, I know up shit. Gang, gang shit, I know up shit. Gang, gang, gang. I can get lost. I got 26 rules in my goddamn house. I got 26 rules and it ain't 10 in the house. I got 26 rules, bitch, on flies a hawk. Shawty want me to come pay right now. Yeah, Shawty want me to come play like daddy, take over the house. Yeah, Shawty want me to come pick her up, beat the whole down. Yeah, Shawty don't want me to bypass the spot, she want me to lay up. She wanna stick to a young nigga's side, just like a pager. Somebody gon' die today. 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 Check, 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 check. You are now tuned in to Talk To Me Tyler T with the one and the only Tyler T. Hey, man, I'm back at it again uh, with another episode. Y'all know how I'm coming. Um, No special guest today. It's just me. Uh, so we're going to get a little more personal. Y'all going to hear more of my thoughts. Um, Nobody really bounce things off of. Got some. I got a lot of stuff that I just been want to go over that I've been seeing uh, in these past, I want to say, like, two and a half, three weeks. Um... What's today? Today is March eleventh, uh, Wednesday. Um, it's five twenty five, five twenty six p.m. So I just want y'all to know that I'm recording this podcast on this day, and it's going up 
in a few hours. So, yeah, like when y'all hear this, this is like fresh off the press. This didn't get to marinate for like two, three days like that. Like my shows usually do when I get to editing them and stuff like that. And just, oh, I'm going to record this and I'm going to put this out. No, this is like, this is hot and ready like Krispy Kreme, baby. This is like hot now. This is like, uh, this is, I say like hot and ready like Krispy Kreme. That's definitely Little Caesars. But, yeah. Anyway, man, um, first I want to say... Rest in peace, Nate Woods, man. Rest in peace, Nate Woods. Um, that whole case was crazy. I'm not gonna go too too deep into it. Um, if y'all don't know about Nate Woods, like go do your research. Um, but rest in peace, Nate Woods. I hate that the dude that actually committed the committed the crime, um, that actually killed those people, he came and confessed when the state of Alabama um, killed him, pretty much. So they they pretty much failed him. Um, I send my condolences out to his family, uh, all his loved ones, because that was just man, that's just crazy, bro. Just another black man lost to the system, um, lost to society, and you know that's something that we continuously have to deal with. Um, and I feel like that's one of the hardest things in the world to deal with is you know just being being a a man of being a black man and being a black woman as well being a black woman is hard being a being a black man is is hard as well so it's just like we we got to deal with so much bullshit um on a day-to-day basis and we always have to find a way to rise um to rise above it and we always do um because that's just how we build we not built for nothing less we strong mentally physically um everybody wants to capitalize off us everybody wants to be us uh wants to be like us i should say but when it's really time to be us um you know we don't have we don't have any support um but matter of fact um while i'm on that tangent let me just go into this book that i've been reading it's called why are all the black kids sitting together at the cafeteria in the cafeteria um, I started this book, I want to say, about a month or so ago. Um, I'm kind of a slow reader, bro, so it takes me time, especially since I'm busy with grad school, with working. Um, I don't have a lot of time to just read. So I'm on spring break right now, so when I do have time to read, um, I dive in pretty much. So I was reading last night, and the lady who wrote this book is, she's actually a psychology professor. I want to tell y'all her name. Um, let me search it right quick. Uh, give me one second. Why are all? Oh, I can't even type. Why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? Okay, boom. This book is by Dr. Beverly Daniel Tatum. So she's actually a female um, psychologist. She teaches psychology at a university. Um, And yeah, so this uh, psychology class that she teaches, it focuses on racism and um, just how to deal with racism, um, how other people view racism that are not people of color. And so one thing that stood out to me was... Um, she would ask, she would frequently ask her students questions like, what, what does racism mean to you? And she asked, she asked one of her, like one had her student write, had her students write in a journal. Um, and one of the journal responses was, um, one of the journal questions was, um, oh, what is it? It's slipping. It's, It's on the tip of my tongue. I cannot, I cannot get it out though. Uh, what was that question, man? It was something on the, on the lines, along the lines of, um, 
if you could fix racism, how would you do it? Or do, do you think that racism applies to you? So something along those lines. So a white um, student responded and he was like, uh, he was like, he's, he he benefits from it, so why would he change anything? And she says she gets that response often um, because there are people who do not support racism, but they're not doing anything to fix it. So essentially saying, like, you, you can't be part of the solution if you're part of the problem. Um, and that really stood out to me because I've been I've been diving into my reads um, here lately, especially like since I've gotten older. Um, I, I live at Barnes and Noble. Um, I'm always looking for a new book to read. Uh, people are always pointing out um, new books that I could pick up. So I'm really starting my own little library at the crib. I have, I want to say about about 10 books. People got my books, though, man. Uh, who who got my book? Tierra got my Gucci Man book. I don't have that. So I got to get that back from her. Uh... I ain't mean to call you out on a podcast like that either. But yeah, bro, people be getting my books and I don't be having them us no more. Uh who else got my book? Got a book that I got. Uh that you're a badass book. Uh I let Aaliyah borrow it one day. Shout out Aaliyah. Shout out Tierra too. I let her borrow it. She was like, Yeah, I'll bring it back to you when I finish. I don't know how long that's been. Probably about over a year. She don't got it. I mean, I don't. I still don't got it, but it was just like five dollars, so I could get another copy. I finished the book, so you know it ain't no big deal. But you know, I just want to have it just for show, put it on my little shelf or whatever. Anyway, um, but yeah, man, I, I've been diving into my reads here lately, especially like I said, since I've gotten older, man. Uh, they say you know if you want to, if you want, if you don't want some, if you don't want a black man to find something out, like put it in a book. So obviously, like I'm opening these books up, I'm reading, I'm soaking up all the knowledge, soaking up all the wisdom, um, and I'm utilizing, I'm utilizing my resources, man. Utilizing my OGs. I talked to one of my teachers from high school, just actually like an hour or so ago. Uh, Mr. Cross, Mr. Cross, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, he always, I feel like he always resonated with me. Um, even throughout like my senior year of high school, he was always put. He taught us finance. He was teaching a money matters class, which is like a finance class, um, in high school, and he really touched me. Um, like touched my life, and you know, just gave me some wisdom. Always kept us on game, um, and he always looked out for us. So I had a con. I was having a conversation with him. We talked for about thirty minutes. And we was just, you know, catching up, things like that. Um, He told me about this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I had already heard of the book. Um, He was giving me like a rundown of it. And he was like, you know, if you can get that, read that. Um, And actually, it's this other um, this other book that I wanted to tell you all about. This guy uh, came in my job. And his name was Adrian Reese. Um, shout out Adrian. Uh, he came to my job. He said he played football at Tech um, in the, in the mid two thousands. Well, yeah, like maybe like the earlier two thousands, I should say. So um, yeah, he played football at Tech, and it's called The Go Giver. Um, let me tell y'all who that book is by. He actually sent me an audio copy of it. Um, and it's not long at all. It's one hundred forty four pages. So um, if y'all want to dive into that, uh, if y'all want that book, he said it's like a little story about a powerful business idea. And it's by Bob Berg. And um, 
John David Mann. So he sent me that book. So if y'all if y'all listen to this podcast and if y'all want that book, uh, just hit me up. I'll shout out all my uh, all my socials and everything. Hit me up and I'll send y'all over the copy of that. We're supposed to. He was like, you know, when you read the book, man, we need to link up and we need to, you know, chop it up, talk about it. So I'm just glad that I'm always able to. I'm a people person, man, and I'm always able to network with people um, and talk to people. And, you know, just I like to pick people's brain man. I'm a very teachable young man. So whenever I can learn something new and somebody wants wants to help me learn that, like I'm all I'm all for it. So I feel like it's so it's so much knowledge out there to gain, man. And it's a lot of people that think they know everything. And I don't know if y'all listen to Casey Veggies, um, but like I said, I got a song lyric or I got a song for everything. And one thing that Casey Veggies said in um, in the song "Beats, Holes, and Rhymes," Dom Kennedy, Casey Veggies, and uh, Schoolboy Q, he said, "One thing that I learned is it's a bunch of shit I don't know." So that's one thing that I that I really live by because it's like shit. Even when you learn new information, bro, like it's still so much more out there that you can soak up so much wisdom, um, so much knowledge, and so many things that you can like brush up on. Even if you do know something, it's always better to you know continue to expand your knowledge on that one subject. Like I always told myself, like I want to be a jack of all trades. Like I want to be like a Swiss Army knife, bro. I could do anything. I could do everything. It's it's always good to to be great at one skill. But I feel like why not have multiple? You know what I'm saying? And they say, yeah, would you rather be great at one skill or be good at multiple? So I'm just like, it's kind of a toss up. Um, And it just depends on a person pretty much. So, yeah, but going back to the wisdom thing, um, it's always new things that you can learn, man. And it's always new things that are going to be brought to you. And it's. It's up to you if you want to soak those things up or not. Me being a black man, um, I'm just like, I want to know as much as I can while I'm here. I'm still young, bro. I'm 23 years old, so I, I don't really like to put the young thing on, at a lot, on a lot of stuff. But, like, I got so much more of life to live. Um, So much more of my life to live, uh, you know, if the Lord says the same. So I'm trying to, you know, experience things, man. Take risks. I don't have... Bills to pay. I just got to pay my cell phone bill, uh, my credit card bill every month. So, you know, I could I want to experience things, try new things. I want to travel, man. I don't have no kids like I don't have no mouths to feed. Um, So, you know, it's just like, why not? Why not experience things? And that's what me and Mr. Cross were talking about. Um, Just, you know, calculated risk, man. Uh, If y'all listen to June. Y'all know Larry June. He had a whole song. He had a whole song about it. Calculated risk intro, bro. So you know you want to you want to take risks when you're young because you could bounce back from it. When you're older, you know you kind of like okay, you got you have more responsibility. Like I have responsibility right now, but it's like man, I don't have that much responsibility as I would have if I was thirty or forty years old. So it's like I'm twenty three, man. So you know take those risks, but you know Mr. Cross was saying like make sure those risks are calculated. Um, Make sure if you if you want to do something and you want to take a risk, you know, don't just jump off the bridge without a parachute. Like have a plan and follow through with that plan in order to get you to where you want to be. So that's my whole thing on that, man. Um, Like I said, I'm a person of knowledge. I am a person of learning. Um, I'm teachable. So 
if I feel like somebody can teach me something, no matter who it is, no matter if you're older than me, no matter if you're younger than me, like we can help each other. And I feel like a lot more people need to be like that. A lot more people need to have that mindset. And I feel like the, that will help the world, you know, run smoother, bro. A lot of people, especially a lot of young people, people my age, people younger than me, and even people a little older than me, they feel like when they got something um, and when they doing it well, they feel like, oh, well, I'm good. Can't nobody tell me shit. And I can I can keep doing what I'm doing because I got here by myself. And it's just like, did you really get here by yourself, man? Um, But yeah, so, you know, what I'm saying I just want everybody to just help each other, man. We can feed off each other like and it don't and it don't take much to help somebody else. bro. like I feel like I'm, I'm all I'm a big I'm a big person. I'm big on supporting people, bro, like. And it don't take much to support somebody, especially like with the social media that we with the access of social media that we have. Um, It's like at our fingertips, bro. Um, I know several people who do podcasts and just because I do a podcast, too, don't mean I got to hate on them, bro. Like you can you can support people that are doing the same thing as you because that's how you build connections. That's how you network. Um, It doesn't it doesn't take much at all to retweet somebody's um picture or retweet somebody's event or retweet somebody's podcast on the TL. It doesn't take it doesn't take much at all to repost that on your Instagram story. It doesn't take much to comment and say, hey y'all check out such and such as podcast. Y'all make sure y'all go support such and such as event. Like, you know, it it doesn't take much to do. Support is free, bro. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, if you somebody got a clothing line, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're gonna have to break a little bread. But if you really want to support them and you really got it, like you can. So it just depends on on what they have going on and how how you can support it. But I feel like shit for the most part, bro, support is free Um, because even if you don't even if you don't buy, you can always repost that to your story. You can always shit give words of encouragement. Hey, man, I fuck with what you're doing. I like what you're doing. Um, when I get, when I get my bread right, when I get the time or whatever, like I'm a cop a few pieces and I'm a, you know, I'll shout you out on the gram. I'll shout you out on the bird with, with me on or, or me with, when I have that, when I had a merchandise on just whatever, bro. Uh, and it, it's really like that easy. Just word them out. Hey, you know, you hear somebody, y'all having a conversation, you having a conversation with somebody and they like, oh yeah, um, I'm doing this. I want to, you know, I want to get on the podcast well, Oh shit, I I got a partner who got a podcast. Or, oh yeah, I know somebody who got a podcast. I can hit them up. Y'all can network. Woo do woo woo X Y Z boom boom boom. You can make something happen. And I feel like that's that's how it's supposed to be, bro. We supposed to feed off each other. Um, I feel like black people don't do that a lot, bro, because everybody think like it ain't enough room at the top for everybody to succeed. And it's like shit. I hear a lot of people say shit. It's lonely at the top. So shit, if you can bring people up there with you, like why not? You know what I'm saying? Like Russell Westbrook said, why not? Cordell be worried the most, too, the big ass, why not? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I feel like, um, and a lot of people be hating, bro. And it's like, a lot of people try to hate their way into your spot. And it's like, shit, you can't hate your way into my spot because, shit, I work for this, bro. Like, I grinded for this, um. And ain't no ain't no hater gonna gonna throw me off of my game. Shit, that's only gonna that's only gonna add fuel to the fire, bro. Uh, so yeah, man. Everybody just keep keep wanting to learn, bro. Keep striving for success. Keep shit asking questions. Keep being curious. Um, to know new things. 
continue to try new things, uh, continue to, I say, expand your horizons, bro, um, and really tap into what you really want to do. Continue to do what you love. Continue to love what you do, man. Um, cause this podcast shit, bro, I, I love, I love this shit. Like, that's why I'm here every two weeks, twice. I'm here twice a month. Um, giving y'all what I can give y'all, you know what I'm saying? And that's not only because I want, I want to, but it's like, shit, I don't, I don't see this as work, bro. I could wake up and do this. I could wake up and do this two, three times a week and, you know, be content. Like, oh, this, this is what I love doing. But, um, on another note, let's get into this coronavirus shit, man. This shit has shaken up the world um, all over, bro. Like, it's like literally, it's like shaking up the world. Um, I remember hearing about it like a couple, maybe like a month or so ago. Um, and it was, you know, it was just coming about. And they said, from what I, from what I heard, um, it came from from China and it was because of their the market that they have um on the streets uh and they have like a fresh market bro so all their food like they buy that shit fresh off of the market and they eat that shit and at least that's what I heard I don't want to I don't want to say something and it's not true but that's what that's what I heard um so they doing that shit and I heard it came from like like bats or something like that but then like people started getting it and it just spread like a fucking wildfire bro so now it's fucking everywhere and it has flights cheap as hell so niggas trying to travel like they i seen somebody say they got flight uh uh, um round trip to denver for 40 bucks I don't think I've ever seen a flight ticket for 40 bucks. The last time I flew was maybe last year around spring break and I paid 175 for a round trip ticket to LA from Houston and it's like 40 dollars. 40 dollars like like what? You know what I'm saying? Like I could have bought I could have bought 3 4 of them tickets and and be going to be going to Cali 3 4 more times. But yeah, man. And I'm just like, okay, they're saying the symptoms of coronavirus are shortness of breath. You have a cough and it says something else that when I looked up, when I Googled the symptoms. But to me, that shit is sounding like a common cold. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody and they said that it was somebody had to have a lung transplant because it's fucking up people's breathing and fucking up their lungs, which I don't put it past the the Carisha virus. But, um, yeah, man, and they say the best way to prevent it is to wash your damn hands. Y'all niggas need to wash your hands, bro. Like, bro, I can't tell y'all. I work at a training facility, bro, and I can't tell y'all. Y'all, I got to, you know, I, we give out towels to um, so people can take a shower, so people can have, like, a sweat towel or whatever. I can't tell y'all how many times I go in that bathroom to grab a towel, to grab the towels to go wash them. First of all, bro. People was people were gra- putting the dirty towels and like the in the um like my coworkers were grabbing the towels with their bare hands and putting them in the dirty clothes like little bags so they could take them back to wash them. I'm like, oh y'all don't have gloves, 
Y'all don't have like latex gloves that I can put on to do that? Cause I'm not touching those towels, bro. The towels been all on people booties, towels been all on people face, people genitalias. Like, come on, dog. Like we're not we're not doing that. They was like, oh yeah, we have gloves. I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm like, oh, so y'all y'all just don't want to use them. Okay, but before y'all even ask, yes, they were. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, I go, you know, I go in the bathroom. Um, I use a restroom or whatever, and I'm I'm a very observant person, bro. Like I I look around when I'm in the restroom. I don't like I don't like when I can't see stuff. So my back is to anybody could come up behind me and try to do something crazy, bro. So I'm always looking around, no matter where I'm at. Like I, you got you got to stay locked in, bro. You never know what could go on. I'm very cautious. So I'm I'm looking around, you know, observing everything. So I I'm finishing using the restroom, uh, and I go to the sink to wash my hands, and I see the dude next to me. He goes, he he finishes using the restroom like a little before me, and he just walks straight out the door. I'm like, you're not even gonna wash your hands, not bro. I'm like, you're not even gonna attempt to wash your hands. Like you're not even gonna turn on the water and just let the hot water run on your shit. Like. You just gonna walk out of the bathroom, bro. And I know you let some. I know you let a little, a little bitty. I know you let a little bit of pee droplets get on your fingertips, bro. And you finna touch this dough knob, and you finna go out there and shake this doctor hand, uh, cause we we got they got a physical therapy um facility next that's connected to our building. So you finna go out here and shake this doctor hand, grab this clipboard, and fill out your information. But you can't wash your hands after you pee. You're freaking. Oh, that's nasty, bro. Like, but y'all, people would rather use hand sanitizer. Man, that shit no damn work. Y'all would have used some damn hot soap. I'm, I say hot soap. Y'all would have used some damn hot water and some soap. What is wrong with y'all? They got they got all the damn hand sanitizer. That shit sold out at CVS, at Walmart, at uh people buying hand sanitizer off Amazon. It's fifty dollars a bottle. Buying Germex. They say you need to use uh some hand sanitizer that's. 60% alcohol or more. And it's like, shit, you can use hand sanitizer too. Wash your hands, drum, then use some hand sanitizer. And y'all niggas need to stop touching doorknobs too, bro. Especially after y'all use the bathroom. All you gotta do, bro, wash your hands, get the paper towel, dry your hands. Before you you before you throw that paper towel away, when you open the door, wrap the paper towel around the doorknob so you can leave. And then throw your towel away. Then you could put on some hand sanitizer too, just to be super cautious. If that's how you rocking. But nah, y'all niggas want to come in the bathroom, use the bathroom number one or number two. Then you don't want to wash your hands. You're filthy. You're filthy. That's filthy. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, bro. That is filthy. That is disgusting. Especially if you're doing number two, you're wiping your boot. People be digging in their nose. Then you want to try to come and shake my hand. Boy, you better go on. Look dirty. Man, y'all niggas are disgusting, bro. Then, so, I done seen that they done down. They finna have March Madness with no people in the crowd. They said, uh, I know the Golden State Warriors finna be playing games without people in the crowd. The Brooklyn Nets finna be playing games without people in the crowd. They already done canceled the Ivy League uh, men's and women's basketball championship tournament because of the damn coronavirus. 
what else done happened? I heard that at uh at my damn job, it's some school I work I work in like Preston Hollow, it's some uh some school over there that they had a reported case of the coronavirus out there and some of them some of them uh people some of the girls that go to that school come up to do physical therapy or train at my facility where I work. So they calling all of them like, hey, you know, pretty much like don't come back here until everything is in the clear. And it's just like I've never seen anything like this, bro. This is like this is really like a whole this is really a pandemic, bro. And I mean, we've had we've had different viruses, different sicknesses go around. Um Starting with the coronavirus, then that, I mean not the coronavirus, uh, goddamn the goddamn swine flu that had the swine flu when I was in middle school. Maybe that was like seventh, eighth grade. And then what else did they have? They had the damn uh, Ebola. They had that motherfucker. Uh, what little boozy say? Uh, Ugadubla. <laughs> no, they had Ebola. They had now they got the coronavirus and I seen I saw a list somewhere that had each year um different virus and I think everybody is saying like oh you know I I believe in conspiracy theories bro I ain't gonna lie to y'all I read a lot of those and like a lot of them are believable um but would I be wrong if I said this is a form of population control uh, even though that I know that um, there hasn't been like Coronavirus is killing people that are mostly uh, 55 years old and older because obviously their immune system is weaker because they've been alive longer. Uh, and I know that it's killing people in foreign countries, but I'm like, damn, I'm trying to travel, bro. Like, I'm trying to take advantage. I, I don't put I don't put it's like a lot of millennials, too. They like, man, fuck it, bro. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm like, bro, why did this shit have to happen? Then, bro? I'm trying to have fun. I'm in my youth. I'm finally making some bread to where I could purchase a flight, bro. And I could go somewhere. And you want and now I got to get the coronavirus. Well, knock on wood. I don't get it. But it, I, I said I tweeted. I told somebody the other day. I mean, I tweeted the other day. I said, bro, hey, if I, I'm still trying to travel, bro. So if I die, I die. I ain't trying to die. But shit. I'd rather, I'd rather die in the mountains of Colorado is looking at some good-ass mountains, looking at a good-ass waterfall in Oregon or something, than seeing uh, 35 in the background. Like, come on, bro. But, hey, I'm not going to wish that on myself because I ain't trying to die. I still got a long life to live. But I'm just saying, bro, like, what, fam? Like, why now? And it's like, bro, people are going crazy, man. I went to do Pilates today for the first time, y'all. So that, bro, when I tell y'all, that shit was hard, bro. That shit was a good hard. But, like, I, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm all about branching out, trying new shit. So, it was, it was actually a good experience, man. But I went to do Pilates today, and the manager at the facility was like, uh, yeah, she she said she went to go stock up on toilet paper. She said, if I can't leave the house, I need to go. This is what I need to go get. I need to go get some alcohol if I have to be trapped in the house with my kids. Excuse me. I said, oh, yeah, you finna be over there doing the food. It's like, bro, like, all these scare tactics that people are using, I feel like I should be worried, like, way, way more than I am. But I'm I'm not worried. And I feel like 100% of the reason that I'm not worried is because I worship a God who can do no wrong, bro. And so I'm going to lean on him because it's a tough time. But, you know... 
He done brought us to it, so he going to get us through it. Can I get an amen? But, um, yeah, bro. Y'all niggas wash y'all hands, fam. Uh, when I say niggas, that, that's including women, too. Ladies, wash y'all hands uh, in the bathroom. Make sure y'all are wiping, uh, you know, doing that. You know, yeah. Wiping when you use the restroom. Um, we're not just letting it drip. But you, you wipe, and after you wipe, wash your hands. Uh, don't be touching everybody. You know what I'm saying? Touching them all on their face and doing all that. But yeah, man, y'all, y'all, y'all take care of yourselves, bro, because this is a crucial time, uh, a crucial point in in everybody's life. Um, people are dying. On a serious note, bro, people are dying. People are getting sick. Uh. And this is something that's like altering people's lives, bro, because it's it's putting fear in a lot of people's heart, man. And I just feel like y'all don't got to worry so much. But then again, I, I don't work for the CDC. Uh, my degree is in public health, though, but I don't work for the CDC. So I'm not I'm not going to tell y'all what to do and what not to do. But what not to do. But as I said before, what I can tell y'all to do, man, is wash your hands. Don't go around nobody that's sick. Uh, if you sneezing and coughing, cause allergy season is amongst us. Uh, you know, coughing to your elbow, coughing to your shirt, something. Don't cough or sneeze on nobody, cause you gonna probably get jabbed, and then it's gonna cause a ruckus, and you know how that go, bro. We don't want that. We got enough ruckus in this world. Uh, yeah. So that's that on that. Um. Now let's tap into the education system. This is something that I really, really, really been want, been, have been wanting to touch on uh, for the last couple of weeks. I was having a conversation with my homegirl, Kaylin, um, from Texas State. Shout out, Kaylin. Uh, she always hit me up to check on me. We have conversations from time to time. But um, anyway, she was telling me about her brother. Her brother is getting recruited uh, for football, he was on a visit in Washington um, by this university. Uh, I for, I forget the name of the of the university. Let me go back to our thread and see what the damn name of this university was. Uh, what is the name of this damn university? Uh, it is called Pudget Sound in Tacoma, Washington. And pretty much she was saying that, you know, they care so much about their education out there. And I was like, okay, you know, so she started to go into detail um, because her brother plays football. And she started to tell me, like, how all the people that she talked to, um, even, even with just the professors, like the professors are super focused on the student's success and they are innovative and, you know, they really care about what they're putting into their students' minds and the plans that their students have post-graduation. I feel like now when I look back on my college experience, um, there wasn't a lot of people who truly cared about what you were going to do because, 
yeah, graduating college is a big accomplishment, but it's like, shit, once you do that shit, it's like, you still have to be able to thrive in the world, bro. And, like, I feel like that graduating college was, graduating college was one of the biggest wake-up calls for me. Uh, I was just talking to my teacher about this, and it was pretty much like, well, damn, bro, like, I graduated, and, like, I didn't have shit lined up. Like, I had an internship lined up, and it was just like, but shit, before I started my internship, it was like, I'm I'm not doing shit, bro. Like, I'm really just here, and you really trying to find your way. And I also saw, um, I saw this tweet. I saw this tweet on Twitter, and it was saying, it was a thread pretty much about, like, people in their 20s and how life is going for them. And it was honestly very depressing, bro, to read some of those people's thoughts of what they were saying. They were like, yeah, the 20, 20s have been some of the worst years of my life. Uh, I'm still trying to find my way. I'm 28 and I just lost my job. Uh, I got evicted out of my apartment. I was homeless for a couple of weeks. Um, I didn't have anybody uh this that and the third and i'm just like damn and everybody's just that's that's one thing i appreciate about social media bro it's it's a lot of people that are really like an open book and they're not afraid to mention their failures like a lot everybody wants to post their success um oh i just got i just got a crib or i just got my masters or i just did this i just did that but nobody wants to post their failures and what they really gonna do because this is a really like people are really going through some fucked up shit out here and they help you to be able to deal with that because they tell you how they managed it, what they did, what they did not do. <clears throat> and excuse me. And it's just like uh, that's one thing I appreciate about social media. But anyway, um, yeah, so I was reading that thread and I was just like, damn, bro, like, you know, that shit is that shit is wild. Um, and when I was back, but back to what I was saying about your professors caring about you, um, I, I had. I don't want to. I, I want to say I had like one professor in college who I love dearly. Um, actually, still talk to her today. I actually just sent her an email maybe like two or three days ago. Um, because I saw her when I was doing my final presentation. Um, in December, Professor Robarts. I saw her, and um, she was like, you know, I'm so glad that I ran into you, and I want to know everything that you have going on once you once you finish. Um, once you finally finish undergrad, um, I want to hear about it. So if you could just send me an email once you get things rolling, like I would appreciate that. But I mean, like I literally sat in her office one day when I was maybe like a junior or a senior and I had, I really had no idea of what I wanted to do. And I sat in her office for like an hour and she, she really helped me like plan out my life. So she was a big help, um, for me in undergrad because a lot of professors aren't like that. They just try to get you in the class, um, make sure and pretty much they just try to get you in the class, make sure you could pass the test and get your degree and you know they out. But she had been teaching for so long, man. I think since she was like twenty or something in her early twenties. And uh she's been there she's now like in her sixties and she's been at Texas State since then. And it's just like, you know, that's somebody that's really dedicated to their craft and that really loves what they do and is really doing what they love. So um, I really I really rock with that. I really enjoy people like that. And I really appreciate people like that because those people don't come around often. 
Um, but back to what Kaylin was saying, she was like, she met so many students and she was like, they had the option to do, well, they didn't have the option. They were doing, they had the, well, they have the thesis option in undergrad and like, that's kind of unheard of, bro. Um, well, not unheard, well, in the South, yeah, that's definitely unheard of. Like, niggas do, niggas do thesis, uh, niggas write a thesis in grad school, maybe, like, or, like, if they're getting their doctorate degree that, you know, they write a thesis. Um, I had the option, I have the option to do a thesis in, in grad school, and I'm not right. I'm not writing no long-ass paper, bro. Like, I'm sorry, bro, because first of all, I don't feel like conducting all of that research, um, Secondly, it's like shit. That shit is too time consuming, bro. So they had for my degree plan. They're like, okay, you could write a thesis, you could take a test, or you could do an internship. Well, obviously, I'm picking the internship because I want to get that experience so I can get a, a good paying job type shit. Like that. That's just what comes to my mind. Like, cause when the way that they the way that they taught us is like, shit. You want to have this experience and you want to have the credentials so you're able to get that job. I mean, even though there's there's privilege, uh, like. There, there's definitely white privilege like, so people or yeah there's definitely white privilege so some people don't have any of these credentials but they like shit they know somebody or because they're white or because they knew somebody in the program or in that in that within that company like oh we'll take a chance on them when there's obviously a person who has who's better for the position but they're like shit you know that privilege just comes along with the territory i guess uh, that is also something that was mentioned in the book that I was talking about. Why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? Y'all should go check that out. Um, but back to the conversation on education. Um, so like I said, um, he's going to be playing football and they were saying, she was saying like, yeah, the coaches are like, we're like, shoot, doing off season. Like we, we encourage y'all to go study abroad, man. Like y'all are not always going to have sports to fall back on. Like anything could happen and sports don't last a lifetime, but education does. Um, experiences last a lifetime, memories last a lifetime. So, you know, go do that. Go, go better yourself. Um, because you, you played, you played the whole season when we're in season, you know, we want to focus on the season, but we also want to make sure you're doing what you, what you, what needs to be done in the classroom as well. And you don't hear coaches talk about shit like that, bro. I feel like a lot of coaches, um, from high school, maybe, maybe from middle school on up, but really from high school on up, they push like, Shit, we need you on the field. So go do whatever you gotta do uh to get that passing grade so you can be out there on the field. In college you gotta go to study hall, but let's if we wanna keep it a buck, niggas is doing people's work in college, bro. Um and I, I, I wholeheartedly believe I know that for a fact. Niggas are doing people's work in college and you know you know that shit is going on. Um but it, I mean, just look at Texas, bro. Texas is a big state for football. Texas is also a big state for basketball. So you think they give a damn about what's really going on in the classroom? They like, man, we need this because it really, it really be the high volume athletes that really have no sense. Uh, they know everything, and that's that's not trying to knock any athlete out there, bro. But it's just, it's just for real, bro. You you don't really come across too many athletes that. They like shit. Like if you don't, ha- if you ask your, if you ask your average athlete or your, you know, a high volume athlete, okay, if if this, if basketball, if football, if track, whatever, were to be taken away from you, what would you do? And a lot of them don't really know, bro. And that's not their fault, but shit, that 
basketball, football, whatever sport that they played, uh, that shit, that's what got them out. So that's what they lean on to. That's what brought them success. So that's what they lean on to continue bringing them success. And I feel like a lot of coaches and a lot of parents should push like shit. You ain't always going to have this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can go to college and play four years. Okay, that's cool. You may you may get a you may go overseas if you play basketball. You may go overseas and play a few years, but it's levels to that overseas shit, bro. It's different leagues in overseas. You might be in a lower league and you might be making fifty bands, but I mean that money over there is not taxed. So if you know how to manage your money right, you could you could you could come out. You can make some bread. Oh, uh, they paying for your living. They paying for your uh your food, your whip. So shit, you can make some bread if you know how to manage it right. And if you in one of the higher end leagues, you making six figures. You might even come out. You might even make a meal. So it's like shit. Manage that shit right, and you could come back to the crib, and and have you something to sit on, and not have to work. You could you could make your money work for you. Say if you go to the NFL, shit, NFL career is not lasting long. What's the average NFL career? Like what three years? So. um Niggas going over there and they like, oh, I'm going to buy my mama a car. I'm going to buy my mama a house. I'm going to do that. And that is fine, bro. But it's like, shit, what about you? Because if you do all this shit for your mama, you do all this shit for everybody else, then what you going to have to lean on? Then season two, you get injured. You tear your ACL. You break your leg. You break your, um, you break a vertebrae. In your, you crack a vertebrae in your spine, whatever. And now you just a free agent and nobody want to pick you up because you labeled as injury prone or whatever the case may be, and you don't have no money. So it's like, shit, now you all over ESPN. Well, breaking news or you on the headline saying that such and such did this. That's why I got uh, I got so much respect for the nigga that started um, Harris House of Heroes, bro, because I know he was in the NFL. I, for, I forgot his name, um, but I know he played football for a couple of years. And then he and he he was in the NFL. He made his bread, and he came back to Dallas and gave he gave Dallas something that they had never seen before. And it's thriving. Everybody is at Harris House of Heroes, bro, all the time. It's because it's it's a lounge. It's not like a club or like Bitter End where we go just for Sunday Fun Day or OT Tavern where we go on Thursdays to get lit. Like niggas go there for Sunday Fun Day. Niggas go there on Thursdays. Niggas go there on. Tuesdays, niggas are like they got food, so shit. You might just go to get a quick bite to have drinks, so you might just go to happy hour or something. Like it's always something that you can be that you can do at Harris House of Heroes. So it's just like shit. He had he had a great business plan. He had he was very business minded, and he made an executive decision to do what he do, to do what he did, and he capitalized off of it. And he's continuous. He continues to make money, and that's what this shit is all about. So I feel like people should be in more support of education and especially if you're an athlete, bro, because like I said before, being an athlete is not always you can't you can't play basketball till you 77 years old, bro. And that's when I feel like that's that's what the average lifespan of a man is. I could be a couple of years off, give or take. Um but the average lifespan of a man is what seventy seven years, so you can't play basketball till you seventy seven. So if you start playing basketball when you, let's say you, what, let's say seven, you start playing. No, let's say eight. Eight is great. So you start playing basketball at eight years old. 
So, okay, you you play all through grade school, so you and you go to college and you play for four years. So you go to college and you play for four years, so you're twenty two now. You graduated college and say you don't have a chance to play um overseas, you get hurt or whatever, and you don't have a chance to go to the NBA like so now you're twenty two. Let's say let's go let's even go with twenty three. Um, say you registered a year. So you're 23 and you have a degree and now it's like, okay, I don't have basketball. So what do I do next? If you're not going to be a trainer, if you're not going to coach, um, or any, anything else involving sports, like what are you going to do? And it's a harsh reality but it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot because I feel like a lot of coaches try to sell you dreams, man. And they try to they try to do they try to put you in a position where you're helping them more than you're helping yourself. And sometimes people can pull the wool over your eyes if you let them, but you got to be able to you got to be able to read, you got to be able to read between the lines and know what type of person that you're dealing with. Um but yeah, man, I feel like education is something that is very important, especially for people of color. And I was doing some research um, and just looking at the most the most and the least uh, educated states um, in the U.S. So the number one educated state uh, as far as this chart goes um and this I got this from WalletHub.com. I this and this uh, this article actually came out in this chart and stuff. It actually came out um this year, back in January. So maybe not even two months ago. Uh January twentieth, so not even two months ago. So the number one ranked state um overall for most educated was Massachusetts, bro. Um Harvard is there. Harvard is in Massachusetts, so uh it makes sense. I feel like, and and when I was looking through this chart, um, it was a lot of northern states are very highly educated. Um, <clears throat> the quality of education uh, for Massachusetts is their rank number one. Um, then the second state is Maryland. The quality of education there is number two. The third state is Colorado. Uh, four, number four is Vermont. Five is Connecticut. Six is Virginia. Number seven is Washington, where I mentioned that Kaylin's brother is going, may be going to play football. Uh, then you have New Hampshire, New Jersey. All these states are up north. Minnesota, Utah. Um, New York is number 13. Um, they, I know they have a lot of prestigious universities up there in New York. Oregon is 14. Hawaii, 16 is Wyoming. 17 is Delaware all up north, Maine, um, Montana, and guess where Texas ranks. Let's go down. I'm surprised because Florida is number 27. There's 50 states in the U.S., and that's, like, on the cusp. Um, and So, but let's see. Let's tap into the southern states. Um, Georgia is number 34. Texas is number 39. 39 out of 50. That's terrible. Uh, Alabama is 46 Arkansas is 47 48 is Louisiana And Mississippi West Virginia is 49 And Mississippi is dead last at number 50 bro Like 
So when I really look at this shit, like our education system is shit. Uh, and I, I'll just say that, like that, that it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. Our education system is shit, bro. Um, I was talking, uh, about Townview, Townview high school. And I feel like people know Townview from, for what it used to be. Um, I've seen several news articles about what Townview was doing um, as far as teaching goes and test scores and how they're preparing students for what happens after high school and what happens after college. But it's like when you when I was when I was in high school, bro, it was almost like shit. Yeah, we we were smart and we were doing what we needed to do in the classroom. But other than that, bro, it was just like shit. This might as well just be a regular ass high school, bro. We got the same problems going on that that go on in other in other high schools uh, as far as drugs, um niggas bad as hell, uh doing crazy ass shit. And even more so now, I feel like each generation gets a little more unruly uh, because parents are young or younger um, and shit. They parents didn't halfway raise them. So shit, they don't really know what they doing. They just trying to like, oh, well, this how my mama raised me. So I'm going to raise you like my mama raised me. And it's like, bro, you can't raise your kids like that. No kid is the same, so you have to raise your kids differently. But, shit, they don't have no guidance, bro. Uh, nobody is telling them that. They might be in a single-parent home. Shit, they might damn be living by their damn self and somebody just paying the rent at that hole and coming back and forth and taking them to school. So, I mean, like, you never know what somebody, what a child is going through because unless you just really sitting them down and talking to them, and even then, they might not be telling you the truth. So, I feel like... Yeah, Townview might as well might as well be one of these high schools that's one of these regular ass DISD high schools. And then you got teachers, man. Like I feel like in my opinion you shouldn't you shouldn't teach if that's not what you love to do. A lot of people, um a lot of people do it because it's a cushy job. Uh you make money. I believe you make over depending on where you are. I know if you're working in one of the um one of the more how can I put this into words uh one of the uh one of the I'm trying to see what adjective I can use to describe the school district uh one of the not so good for lack of a better term one of the not so good school districts uh in the county or the state or whatever you want to say in the city. Uh, then they're going to pay you more, obviously, because of what you have to deal with. So you may you may be making fifty thousand a year, um, and you get all the holidays that the students get, um, with exception of with exception to South probably staff development days or something like that. Um, and it's just like, but a lot of people are just doing that shit because they're making money. They making that money and it's a cushy job, but it's like shit. Being a being an educator is a lot. Cause some people just go to school. Some people just do they get up, wake up. Okay, I'm gonna give you this assignment. I'm gonna grade it, and you gonna get an A in this class or whatever. And it's like, but what are you really teaching them? Um, and I feel like a lot of teachers should care more about their students. Uh, 
they should get to know their students more, know what their students like, know what they dislike, know how, learn how, learn how the students learn. Um, I know me personally, like people were saying, you should be a teacher. You should do fuck. No, I'm not going to be a teacher because that's too much stress. That's going to be put on me having to deal with the child. I barely even like kids, bro. Um, and then having to deal with children, not even, yeah. Having to deal with children, like high school kids. I don't think I could do, um, little kids. I for sure couldn't do. I don't have the patience. Um, middle school kids, that's when kids get the, as old folks would say, smelling themselves. Um, so they think they, they run shit. They think they know everything. I ain't got it. Cause I'll be done, hit a kid in the mouth, push one of them kids in them damn locker somewhere. So yeah, I ain't doing that. So you just, you know, you gotta, you gotta go where you know that you can, you can succeed at. And I don't feel like teaching would be, would be a place that I could thrive. Um, and I know there's still there are some good teachers out there who really enjoy what they do and are really doing it because they love it and for a purpose. But there's some out there who just, you know, in it for the in it for the bag, like shit. And I feel like a lot of people are we all chasing the bag. Like I'm chasing the bag, shit. Everybody potting and chasing the bag. You know, everybody chasing the bag. There's nothing wrong with chasing the bag. But shit. Once you get that, once you get that bag, like is that, is that boy gonna be filled? Type, you know what I'm saying? Um, is that lifelong? Is that lifelong chase for? Damn, I finally got this bag. Like, is that shit gonna be over? Or like, how how are you gonna feel once you obtain what you worked so hard for? Um, even though money is definitely tangible, bro, like you can feel that, and it's definitely something that's important to live your daily life. Like you need money to survive; it is definitely a necessity. Um, but how how are you gonna feel when you finally get that shit? If you ever get the amount of money that you you know you say you want it, how are you gonna feel? Um, and that's that's a question that I often ask myself. Yeah, I want money, bro, um, and I definitely want a lot of it. Uh, but I don't feel like that I need millions of dollars to live the type of life that I want to live. Uh, for one shit, after about like 500,000, maybe like 400, 500,000 shit, you step into this new tax bracket and you having to pay uncle Sam this large amount of money. I don't know if y'all know what actual tax is, um, like how much it is added on to what you're purchasing so say you purchase say you purchase something say you buy some buy some shoes bro say you go buy some jays no let's say you just go buy some forces forces low top forces icy whites g fazos um so shit those will run you in the store what those are 90 dollars, right so let's do 90 times tax is what point zero eight two five so that's seven seven dollars and 43 cents so you paying 97 dollars let's just say you paying a bill because majority of the time if you majority of the time you're just gonna be swiping your car but if you carry cash you might not have hundreds you might have 20 so you're gonna give him five you're gonna give him five twenties that's a hundred dollars he's gonna give you two dollars and what 50 53 57 cents and change so boom uh, I hope my math is. I hope I did that math right. Um, if I didn't, don't don't crucify me. 
But anyway, yeah, he gonna pay you that. So imagine like paying that shit on your paying your taxes every year. So you you just pay you just pay seven forty three for some on in, during tax in tax for some kicks. Imagine paying that for a home or paying that for a property or paying that for what you work for or whatever or paying that because of the the money that you made type shit. Say you made you made five hundred thousand, but shit, you gotta pay. Uh, so if you make, let's let's just go ahead and do it on a calculator. So a job is telling you you're gonna make five hundred thousand dollars a year, and this is what I do when I uh when I look up salaries and shit, and I see the actual salary of a job. Like okay, you're gonna make forty one thousand three hundred and twenty three dollars this year. You're not really gonna make that because that shit is getting taxed. Um, so let's say you made five hundred thousand dollars this year. Uh, multiply that by point zero eight two five, and I could be wrong. This shit could be uh more or less, give or take. But we just gonna say point zero eight two five just for GP. Um, so you make forty, you make five hundred thousand dollars a year, but they're for taxes they're taking forty one thousand two hundred fifty forty one thousand two hundred fifty dollars is a niggas is a a, a middle class niggas sat well we don't even want to say middle class because i don't really think there is a middle class anymore there's just a high class and a low class oh uh, there may be a middle class but anyway so there's a so that's somebody's salary forty one thousand two hundred fifty dollars that's that's what somebody makes in a year they're taking that out of your funds um for the year so that brings you down to uh four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So let yeah, let's just say well let's say four hundred sixty thousand. Uh we're just gonna round off. So four hundred sixty thousand dollars. So you know that forty thousand is gone, you paying that to Uncle Sam. Boom. Uh then you got property tax. So let's say you got a nice ass crib, two story house, five bedroom, you paying tax on that. Um Let's say you have a business that you run. Um, you're gonna pay tax on that unless it's a nonprofit or something like that. Uh, and it, it's just it's just so much it's just so much that goes into this life shit, bro. And it's just like damn, you know, you really gotta know know your funds, know what you're getting yourself into. Um, and the last thing, but that's that on that. Um, the last thing that I wanted to touch on, oh, uh, I did want to talk about Meg The Stallion. I wanted to give her a quick shout out um, for doing what she did with her whole contract with fifteen oh one. I think that what Jay Prince and them said about her mom was out of line. Oh, uh, they shouldn't have said that shit. Um, I know Meg, she uh, she really like kept it kept it a hundred, bro. In court, she said she didn't really read through her contract, um, which a lot of people don't, and even a lot of people that do read that through through their contract, it's still some loopholes in there that find out what that make people they sign this deal, and then it's a three sixty contract, so they ain't really benefiting from the contract, and all these cars and shit that they buying these chains, they really purchasing that shit, and they talking about oh the label bought me this, nah you bought you that, um, but. I salute her for doing what she did um, and standing up for herself because a lot of people wouldn't have a boss to do that shit. Um, so salute. Shout out to Meg. Um, and I did want to, the last thing I wanted to touch on was some new music, bro. So 
I listened to that uh, motherfucking Herbo album, bro. Oh my goodness, that shit is hard, bro. That shit is hard. And I don't even, I ain't even listen to Herbo. Um, beside, she's trying to come to the crib. She wanna do this and that. I was listening to that. Uh, but I don't even listen to Herbo because he would just be super offbeat, bro. And I just couldn't get with it. But like this album, bro, PTSD. Like I felt the pain, fam. Like he. And uh, he got a song on there called PTSD with Uzi, Chance the Rapper. And, um, oh, what's the, uh, Juice World, RP Juice World, man. He got um, a song on there with him. And, um, bro, when I heard that song, that shit literally sent chills down my spine, bro. I'm like, damn, bro. First of all, because Juice World is no longer with us. Um, so just to hear him rap about what the song is about, uh, it was wild as hell. Um, and then G Herbo's album cover, bro, he he holding up the um, United States flag, and he replaced all the stars on the United States flag with all his partners that passed away. And it's just, and he had a line in the song. He was like, "How I'm supposed to have, how I'm supposed to have fun when all my niggas dead?" And it's just like, "Fuck, bro, like that's some real shit." And then like the song was the the whole album was just legit, bro. Um, you could really hear his pain. He, he was talking about his baby moms. Um, had a song about her pretty much been letting people know how he felt about that situation uh he had he had a he had a few several nice tracks on the album though i fuck with the album uh baby dropped his shit little baby shit was hard um some of those features kind of pissed me off like the future the song with future on there like live off my closet or some shit whatever that song is called i really did not like that song uh and i listened to the album thoroughly several times like four or five times and i couldn't fuck with that song and i was expecting that to be one of the tracks like oh this nigga got future on this hoe like this hoe finna go off uh the song with lil wayne i really was not fucking with um but that motherfucking uh what's the name of that motherfucking song uh let me go to my turn that motherfucking grace with 42 doug hey that's that shit. Get ugly, heating up, grace. Uh, same thing. Emotionally scarred. Commercial. That goddamn uh, what's the song with Money Bad? No sucker. Yeah, he went off on that hoe. Um, who else dropped? That Money Man dropped. That Money Man was tough. That Epidemic Money Man is tough. I just started listening to him not too long ago. That uh, it's a song he got called Courtesy. That's my shit. Um. It's a little, it's, I don't want to even say an EP. It's a mixtape, 19 minutes long. Songs, each song, like, it's eight, it's eight songs. Each song, like, maybe, like, two, three minutes long. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, that motherfucking Larry June, bro. Uncle Larry dropped. That nigga dropped. Um, yeah. That, uh, Till Next Time Love, I'll probably listen to that song, like, at least 50 times. Um, in not even a week uh yeah that's my shit you can get rich organic dip expensive roses watering my plants is super tough i fuck with larry because i feel like larry june really put his life into song form and he just talks about shit that he does bro and it's just super fucking player that he did that shit and he really like a regular person who you know got it out the mud bro and he like shit i'm living i'm living this life he not no super rich ass nigga, no super flashy ass nigga. He and he raps about shit that inspires you, bro. And that you listen to his music and you want to do better type shit. Like uh, he always talking about like, you know, what was he? he? He's talking about he talks about being healthy, man. Um, 
drinking smoothies. Uh, he makes smoothies on Instagram. He talks about um, purchasing stocks, buying property, getting some equity. Uh, shit, he ain't he ain't just rapping about no bullshit. He talking about getting your credit score up, man. Yeah, it's like he he raps about shit that can inspire you. So I fuck with that type of music. Um, that's why I fuck with Big Crit so tough. Uh, Jadakiss had a track on his uh his album that dropped um last week with Todd Dolla Sign. It's called Need Your Best. That hoe's tough. Uh, let's see what else. Look, Uzi dropped. I was listening to Uzi in the car. Um, I didn't really get to finish it. Um, it was. I think I need to be like working out to listen to that shit so I can really like get into it. Cause in the car, like I wasn't. I wasn't really feeling it, but that was just one time, and I don't like to really judge an album until I can listen to it like two to three times. Uh, Meg dropped. I listened to it once. Um, I need to listen to it a few more times before I can form an opinion on that hoe. Uh, and last but not least, that goddamn Janae. Boy, that goddamn Janae. That Chalumbo album dropped. Man. Man. Hey. That that right there, that a hey, no skips, no skips, bro, no skips. I'm fucking with the whole album, bro. Like I'm I'm mad her tour sold out, bro. I told myself I was going on more. Uh, I'm going to more concerts in 2020, bro. I've already been to Crit. Um, that wasn't even in 2020. That was in 2019. But I'm going to see June. I'm going to see Larry June next week on the 20th. Um, I just pray that they keep that hoe up. I pray that the coronavirus doesn't ruin that shit. Uh, Cause I'm going to be f- fucking livid if it does. Um, Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast is coming to Dallas in April. I'm definitely, I'm buying my ticket to that. Uh, when I get paid in two weeks. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, is that everything that I wanted to touch on? I believe so, man. I believe so. Um, I believe that's everything. I've been sitting here on my ass talking to y'all for about an hour, and I'm tired. I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to get up out of this damn chair. But yeah, um, what do I want to say? Who do I, who do I want to shout out? I want to shout out some people. I shout out. Some, I shouted out some people during the podcast. Um, I want to shout out some more people. Um, shout out to my nigga Justin. Uh, Jay Jack, we going up for his birthday this weekend. Shout out to him. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Shout out to damn. Shout out to my niggas out there in San Marcos, Alex Cordell, Spain. Shout out all my niggas, man. Um, and uh. Yeah, I want y'all to get at me on the bird, bro. Get at me on get at me on Twitter. My Twitter is at talk to me Tyler T. If y'all don't know me, you gon' know me. That's for shit show. Um What else? What else? Any more socials? My website is up and running, bro. Bro, if you if you wanna run my website, bro, if you know what you're doing as far as as far as um websites go. And you know, just keeping keeping my shit up to date. If you want to do that for me, uh, or if you know somebody who can do that, please tell them to reach out to me, bro. 
so we can uh we can talk business we can we can do something put something together because i i can't keep my website is super duper outdated bro and i got that i mean talk every time i get on the pod i'm always talking like yeah but i need to update my website i'm always shouting that bitch out but when people get on that hoe they see some old ass shit so yeah man if you know somebody tell them to hit my line um or you you can get at me anywhere on social media uh follow me on instagram underscore at underscore t town 17 i mean yeah is that my instagram name i think that's my instagram name but yeah uh yeah man that's it um i'm glad to be back on the pod y'all know i'm here y'all i'm gonna be where i'm damn at uh make sure y'all niggas are washing y'all hands taking care of y'all selves and uh yeah man it's tyler t and i'm out this bitch